Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Barry Jackdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Yes, indeed. And a surprise move from the MAS, an unscheduled announcement of policy tightening in the face of higher inflation risks, Ryan. Yeah, that really tops the list of news to watch as investors try to go about their day. And if they look at the markets, it's a sea of red. And that is seeing markets in Japan, Korea and Austria drift lower despite the dramatic rebound overnight on Wall Street where we saw losses on the major indexes swinging around to turn green. So it's a bit of a mixed bag there when it comes to markets. And then you've got the situation in Ukraine where there's a standoff and also what's happening coming up this week, the Federal Reserve meeting. Now let's check in with Vasu Menon. He is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy for OCBC Bank. Morning Vasu, how are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm very well, thank you. It seems like a bit of a busy week for market watchers. Now, Vasu, what's happening here? You've got a sharp sell-off overnight, Nasdaq dropping nearly 4.9%, then recovering 0.6%. Is the sell-off overblown there, like what people have been saying? Well, you know, it's too early to say, Ryan, because, you know, you did see a 4% sell-off in the S&P 500 index before the rebound took place. That's a very sharp sell-off. Clearly, the underlying sentiment is one of nervousness, but at the same time, on the sidelines, you have huge amounts of money looking to bargain hunt, but the markets are facing significant headwinds on three fronts. Number one, as you said in your earlier presentation, Fed policy this week. I mean, the Fed is holding, holding its policy meeting. Secondly, I think what's happening in Ukraine, that's also spooking the markets, which is why Europe fell by 4% mm. yesterday on the Euro, Euro stock index. And finally, of course, the COVID-19 figures, which are surging. And WHO has warned that, you know, it is too early to call and end to the pandemic. So these three factors are weighing on the markets, and I don't see them taking a back seat anytime soon. They will continue to create volatility in the markets, at least in the short term. Yeah, so let's take a bit of a dive into some of those factors. And this morning, we had a bit of a surprise coming through from Singapore Central Bank. The MAS is tightening its monetary policy, citing higher inflation risks. So it's going to be raising slightly the rate of appreciation of its policy band. The width of the policy band and the level at which it is centered will be unchanged. It's worth noting they typically make policy moves only twice a year, once in April and in October. Is this a reflection of how the pace of inflation is surprising central banks? Well, you know, it, it is because, you know, we had the inflation numbers coming out yesterday in, the, in Singapore and the headline inflation number was 4%. Uh, which is uh, for December 2021, up from 3.8% in November. And that was the fastest pace since February mm. of 2013. And core inflation as well, right? In, improved, increased from 1.6% in November last year to 2.1%, uh, which was the highest rating since July to, uh, 2014. And the MES is forecasting that core inflation will move up from the current 2.1% to 3% by the middle of uh, this year. So clearly inflation is an issue, not just with the MES, right? It's an issue with all other major central banks around the world. So the Fed has started uh, tapering at a faster pace, expected to hike interest rates in March. So what the MAS is doing is sort of keeping in lockstep with what's happening elsewhere in the world, where central banks are on guard against inflation. Yeah, Vasu, you talk about the Fed in action this week. So there's been a lot of chatter about what they might be doing, possibly four hikes, possibly five hikes. What are your expectations on what they might signal and how many hikes are we looking at? Well, we are looking at four hikes. We are looking at the first rate hike coming through in March. We expect tapering to end in March, and then the Fed immediately hikes rates in March. The next one in June, and then, you know, 
the subsequent two quarters. So four rate hikes, uh, this year is what we are forecasting. Slightly more aggressive than what the Fed is uh, projected in its dot plot, which is three rate hikes, because we think that the Fed will want to do something a bit more aggressive in terms of, you know, addressing inflation. But at the same time, the policy meeting, you know, the investors will be looking out for signals from the Fed mm. as to whether they will increase interest rates at an even faster pace. And more importantly, how they're going to address this issue of balance sheet, balance sheet reduction, because they've got a huge balance sheet, almost $9 trillion. And, you know, and they've signaled that they will reduce the balance sheet. And the markets are worried and the markets are going to look out for the verbatim on what they plan to do and how they plan to re- reduce the balance sheet. Because I think that is as important, if not more important, than the rate hikes uh, by the Fed. All right, we'll see if there are going to be any hawkish surprises coming through from the Fed. And the other big major factor that's been weighing on markets recently has been the situation in Ukraine, where there's been a bit of a standoff. Vasu, walk us through what are some of the potential implications of what's happening there and what that might mean for markets? Well, you know, the biggest potential implication of what's happening in Ukraine is for the commodity markets, for the wheat markets, as well as, you know, for the energy markets. Because the Black Sea ports are used by, you know, countries like Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, Romania to basically, you know, export quite a bit of grain around the world. Now, if there's any military action, uh, sanctions, you know, these ports will not be usable, in which case, you know, uh, food prices Mm. will go up. Right. And also energy, because, you know, in the case of Europe, Europe gets 40 percent of its gas supply from Russia. So if there's an outbreak of any military conflict, that supply could be at risk and that could push up inflation in Europe and affect the rest of the world as well. So the key implication from Ukraine from an economic perspective, Ryan, its impact on commodity prices, wheat, energy and even aluminum, because Russia is a major supplier of aluminum in the world. And so, you know, markets will be very worried to see what happens in Ukraine because of the fallout for the commodity markets. Mm. And Vasu, just to wrap things up, we talk about rising costs. And this uh, week, we've got a slew of earnings coming through from the likes of Intel, Tesla, Apple, McDonald's, Caterpillar. So what's going to be the focus here for earnings season this week, at least for you, Vasu? Well, you know, I think the earnings season so far has been relatively okay, Ryan. I mean, uh, you know, more than 70-80% of companies that have announced earnings so far have uh, exceeded market expectations. You've had a few surprises here and there. So I think, you know, my view is that earnings will not be a major driver of the markets, at least not for this week when you've got the Fed meeting. And also you've got the Fed, uh, you've got the inflation numbers coming out from the US, the PCE mm. indicator at the end of the week. I think what analysts will take away from the earnings report is what companies are saying about the future. Whether earnings can continue to grow at the pace it's done in the last few quarters and markets expecting a more than 20% growth in earnings for the S&P 500 index, that's pretty good. But is that growth sustainable? And what are the risks to that growth given the background of higher costs, high inflation, how are companies coping with it? So it's not just a number. I think it's more the verbatim uh, that comes out of CEOs that will be more important. Mm. We've been chatting with Vasu Menon. He is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Vasu, thanks as always and have a good day ahead. Thank you, Ryan, and, and same to you as well. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. Fresh Sounds. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.